Paul, this is the Industry Summit, and we are brought to you by Buck City Breaks. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing great, man. We are chilling with like all these people here. Yeah, man. day awesome. one, we're, we're, we're going, and uh, we have some very special guests sitting down with us. First time in a long time, but one of our favorite interviews that we've ever done. For sure. Mr. Joe Davis of Got Baseball Cards is on mic number two, and then he brought his social media director with him on mic number three, Mr. Eli. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Having a great time. We're having good a, having good a good deal. time. How's Dallas treating you? Yeah. Love the city. Always one of my favorite places to come to. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to the summit. Awesome. Uh, we love how close it is to the office. Yeah, right. We, we <laughs> could almost walk, <laughs> exactly. but we're fat packs, so we don't It does have some, per, some perks for y'all. It's, yeah. That's very nice here. <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> so uh, let's start with your f- awesome Super Bowl commercial. Tell us about that. If you, if you guys haven't seen it, go go check out GotBaseballCards.com. Go check out their Facebook page. It's on there for you to see. It was great. Uh, repetition is, is the key word there. Absolutely. So uh, tell us about that, how, how that happened. Well, we just had the idea, and we had talked about it, that it would be cool to release a Super Bowl commercial. Okay. Uh, because everybody else does, so why not? Um, obviously, we didn't quite have the budget that some of the big advertisers do, mm-hmm. but we decided to put one together, and uh, Austin Brown, one of our other employees, uh, was hanging out that day, and, and uh, Eli was cameraman, and we just put it together and said it would be a funny way to uh, promote our company and uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, saying we're not really here to tell you about GotBaseballCards.com. However, we're going to sit here and drink out of a Got Baseball Cards coffee mug, and we're going to wear a Got Baseball Cards shirt and hat and, <laughs> and uh, show off our new Got Baseball Cards mouse pads and tote bags. But we're not really here to promote the company. We just happen to have these here. And, right, and, and right. That's was, awesome. So we had a lot so of fun great. with it. What about you, Eli? You're standing behind the camera watching that. What Did you... Not, did you have a hard time not laughing? It, it was very difficult not <laughs> yeah. to laugh through that one, absolutely. Um, you know, I would have been happy to be in it, but, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not sure I could have acted my way through that one. <laughs> kept a straight face. Kept I think the face. coffee mug, the sip through the coffee mug was what would have broke me if I was sitting on the couch with him. That was brilliant. It was the it was perfect product placement that you've ever seen in every movie, and it was just the, the, the subtle sip, the whole... Kermit the Frog, it's none of my business to sip. Right, right, and right, then, right. And then it was back down. It was great. I think you guys did a great job with it, man. Uh, Appreciate we, it. We haven't talked to you in a while, but so what's going on in your shop, man? What's what's going on? What's big at Got Baseball Cards? Uh, we've been going a lot of different directions, trying to get our name out there, mm-hmm. uh, trying to promote uh, both our own website and as well as trying to grow ourselves through uh, the portals that Beckett offers us the ability to sell to, um, really growing our social media content. Sure. Uh, we're getting out there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and uh, we have a really big announcement that we've just uh, launched in the last week, another website that we are uh, happy to share with other dealers here this week called uh, 
collectagain.net and our whole camp this is actually part of a national campaign called make america collect again very nice and i mean mean, 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 somewhere i've heard something like that before i can't remember where but i just thought it was kind of catchy and 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 thought others would appreciate it so so our whole vision for that is that uh we we put this website out there to help uh we really believe in the importance of sports card stores across our country of course and not nearly as many as there used to be i've been in it since 91 when i had a competitor on every corner right and uh but but our vision for it is to be able to connect store owners across the country and and then allow them to connect with collectors through this portal uh they can go on the site and see we've got links to four different social media platforms for each dealer uh their facebook twitter instagram and google pages and so we hope it will be an, uh, a, a, big, a good resource for collectors going forward to help them find local shops in their area. That, that, the, lo- the LCS, the, L- the yeah. local shop, is, is, it's disappeared from, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. But there, there are some out there that are surviving and thriving, actually. They are. So help, help finding those in your area. But I like this whole thing of make America collect again. I yeah. almost feel like it says make kids collect again, too. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like trying to get the kids back involved. And, and this could be a great initiative to be able to do that as well because that's what, that's what we always talk about in the hobby. Like if we don't have the kids involved, right. where's it going to go? Right. You know? So yeah. that's awesome. I love it. Love the idea. Yeah, part of our whole idea behind it is to connect one generation to the next with collecting. Sure. Yes. You know, that we, we've got on there our mission and our commitment and of the dealers that they're going to participate in. And a part of that mission is to see one generation pass their love of collecting on to the next. Of course. Because I think it's, one of the, it's the greatest hobby on the face of the earth as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I, love, I love it when a dad comes in with his son and they're still buying packs together. Because I remember my first, first card show my dad took took me to in 1981 still remember wow now eli awesome. you're a young man and you are the grandson of a longtime employee of yeah. of mr joe so are you into the hobby at all how, first of all how old are you in like, uh, like i'm 19 you're 19 okay you so know, I, I used to collect a lot as a kid okay and um <laughs> as a kid as i'm a 19 kid. <laughs> as old as a kid <laughs> this guy but um right now i don't collect but i'm i might start getting into it a little bit more you okay. know working at a card store you know sure. got a lot of resources and um I like seeing it grow, and I like to see kids in our store. So, um, yeah. anything I can do to help, you know, help the hobby out. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, helping the hobby is important. You guys are doing a great thing, helping the hobby with this new website. Give me, give me the website one more time. Collectagain.net. Collectagain. Because we're a network of dealers. Okay, I so got you. It's a network of shops. It's Collectagain.net. I got you. Now, uh, you you guys did a video this week that has gone viral. Yes. Tell us about this video. Um, we have an amazing young man, regular customer of ours, named Daniel Cochran. And last summer, he was hospitalized at the Mayo Clinic uh, to remove a tumor and had brain surgery. Okay. Um, had a very, it was very scary, very, uh, his mom said there was a, a uh, it was just a very difficult time. They didn't know if he was going to make it through the surgery. Okay. And so while he was in the hospital, uh, he asked his parents, uh, you know, could he get him get a LeBron James autograph? Okay. So oh, wow. before this is before the surgery, so they took him to Three Stars Sports Cards in Roseville, Minnesota, and he bought a LeBron James autograph card, and then his passion for collecting just kind of took off from there. Sure. And now he, Eli, you, you've waited on him as much as I have. Tell him <laughs> some of your experiences with him. Yeah, I mean Daniel's a great kid. He's in our store all the time. Um, he's always in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always excited about collecting. And um, 
you know, it's a lot of fun when he comes in there because he gets so excited when he gets the good the good hits. Of course, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, he's a lot of fun to be around. The resiliency of, of, of kids is amazing. Yes. You know, we get older and we kind of get beat up by life and we're, uh, we, we get easily torn down sometimes. But kids, they just have that spirit about them, you know. Right. And, and to, that's, that makes it, me very happy to, to hear about a young man like that. So, yeah, so, so in this video, we interviewed yeah. him and to let him share his story and tell the story of how he started collecting during that while he was in the hospital. And then uh, he's continued to since then. And, and then uh, the really cool part of the story goes on when he told us just this last week, him and his mom came in and his mom said, Daniel has finally been cleared to travel. Nice. So his doctors have cleared him to travel. And so we told him we'll take him anywhere in the world this summer okay. for a summer trip. So Daniel said, well, I want to go to Cleveland, to the <laughs> National. And so out of every player on the planet, he chose to go to the Cleveland National. So we're going to get him dealer passes to come in with us oh, so he can nice. come in early and uh, hang out and get the whole experience. You know, we got, fantastic. We got to get him. We got to get Daniel to our uh, our little special VIP thing that we're absolutely that we we're do. Hooking up. Yeah, yeah, we do. So this is not common knowledge yet. We're not really at liberty to talk about it, but there may or may not be mostly maybe a a, a, a Buffalo Wild Wings party with uh, with the fat packs uh, at Cleveland. Very and cool. if, if Daniel is filling up to it, we would love to have him Absolutely. out there with us uh, awesome. eating some chicken wings. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I'm sure he will follow, we will follow up with you on that for Good sure stuff. on his behalf. Yeah, we'll have him on the show too at the National. Yeah, that would be great. That would yeah. be awesome, man. He can tell a story. That would be awesome. That would be great. Um, all right, so uh, we're, we're starting this new thing called like a, a, a rapid, like a fast five, like a five quick questions. Sure. And it's supposed to be a video thing, but we want to try it out here with you guys first. F- quick answers. We'll right. start with Joe, Okay. okay. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just quick answers. One, two, three, four, five. We'll go. Okay. So, uh, how long have you been in the hobby? Since 1976. What was the first pack of cards you ever bought? It was a 76 Tops baseball. I still remember pulling a Ray Fossey card out of it. Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey. Nice. That is throwback. <laughs> wow, that's a throwback. Do you do you collect a player or do you do you, what's in your PC? Uh, right now, I actively chase Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. I'm a huge basketball guy. I did That's not, the guys I'm chasing. I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. Not That's at awesome. all. Uh, what's been your favorite hobby moment? Favorite hobby moment? Um, wow, there's been so many. I, I, I just love the experience of watching customers with a big pull in the store and sure. getting excited. And, you know, especially when the younger kids. That, that, I mean, we've, I've had a lot of great moments. I mean, I, I mean I've had... Others, I guess, buying a collection. When I remember the time a guy walked in with 250 tobacco cards. Oh, nice! And he wasn't—he didn't walk in trying to sell them. He goes, "Yeah, I just wanted to find out are these real or not." Oh. <laughs> and he had Wagner's and Christy Matthewsons and all that wow. kind of stuff. That—that oh, that wow. was a really cool moment. That <laughs> is a cool moment to see all that too. I mean, it was a—it re- was his grandfather stuff. It never, no one had ever owned it, but his family. So very nice, That's awesome. All right, last one. You can uh, have four people at your hobby dinner. Anybody in the hobby, living or dead, who would it be? Living or dead. Pete Maravich. Okay. One of all time favorites. Uh, Jeff Burroughs. Okay. He was my childhood hero as a Braves fan. Okay. Um, Hank Aaron. Just just a great Atlanta icon. Uh, and probably uh, Ben Simmons. Okay. Because he's one of my favorite. New there guys. you go. Awesome. Paul, hit up Eli. All right, man. Let's go. Same questions for you. All, all right. right. I'm ready. So I don't even know the question. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> How long have you been in the hobby? We did prep this all. Yeah, how long have you been in the hobby? Uh, probably around 12 or, 12 or so years. He's 19. So, 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 so yeah, I was going to say, it can't be more yeah. than 19 years. That's cool. <laughs> uh, what do you like to collect? What's in your PC? Uh, big baseball guy, but uh, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, so I like to collect him. Peyton Manning? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. 
Ho- hobby dinner. Hobby dinner. That's Four right, people yeah. at your at your hobby dinner, dead or alive. Uh, I have to go Peyton Manning again there. Okay. Um, I'm a big Chipper Jones fan, so probably Chipper too. Okay. Got to steal Hank Aaron from Joe. All right. Okay. Uh, and uh, I got to stay Atlanta here too. But I'm gonna go Kyle Corver on my last one, just because I was a big Kyle Corver. Wow. All right. There oh, you go. He said Pete Maravich, and you went Kyle Corver. <laughs> That's too funny. That's what is awesome. wrong with you? Uh, historic <laughs> Hawks. I mean. All right. What's your um, What's your favorite moment in the hobby? Um, I mean. <laughs> I don't go back as far, obviously, so I'm, I'm right. going to go with uh, <laughs> probably Aaron Judge last year, just seeing him come up and okay. uh, become such a huge deal. Awesome. And, uh, just, you know, impact baseball and sports, co- sports co- collecting. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I think we Fast fives. I think we did. Now we got to write those questions down. we got to write them down so, so that I know what they are, yeah. All right, uh, guys, we're going to let you out of here so we can get somebody else in. Thank you very much for joining us and being our initial conversation for our first interview on the podcast for the industry summit man joe you're welcome anytime we've told you that last time you were yep. here i uh, really appreciate you stopping by buddy all right you're all right guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys thank you hang tight we'll be right back hey guys this is dan from dmn takeover and you're listening to becca ready all right guys we're at, back after that quick break and uh we're going from got baseball cards to comic books. Man, that's a great transition. That's a natural transition, right? The comic books, I baseball think so. I think it's natural. Nice. I don't know how natural, but I think so it's we'll jo- that. Joining us first, we'll introduce Jeremy first. This is his annual interview with uh, with the Fat Packs. Yep. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Man, we're so happy you're here. And then uh, our new our new business partner, uh, Steve from CBS. I'm sorry, CBCS. I said CBS. Like we're CBS. Like we're the TV. We got CBS. Yeah. We got CBS wow. source. <laughs> we... Uh, Comic book grading, man. What's up, Steve? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no thank problem, you very man. much. No so let's talk about, first of all, who CB, CBCS is. Can you, can you give us a little info, info about that? CBCS is a comic book grading company. Basically, what we do is it, it, people will give us comic books that they want to have evaluated as far as their condition goes. Sure. We do that in our facility. We encapsulate it in a hard plastic shell so the condition doesn't deteriorate from there. And because we're a third party, it allows the aftermarket to have some confidence in what that grade is. Sure. Okay. Awesome. So basically what you guys do just for comic books. Yes, it is. It's a, it was a perfect fit to, to bring CBCS onto the uh, the Beckett team. Sure. Um, we've, we've looked into comic book grading for really years um, to, to find the, the, the right teammate or, or um, a group of guys to, to lead that division. And uh, CBCS came along. Worked on the deal for, who it seems, for about a year um, and actually finally wrapped up last October. Um, so we've been at about five or six months now. Okay. And okay. I'm uh, in the straight comic book learning process right now. Well, here you're doing well. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we did, um, we did a Kansas City show last weekend, and it was um, a record show for CBCS on submissions, and I, I uh, credit myself fully for that. <laughs> I, I can fully. see that. I can see that. Absolutely. So that, what's your favorite joke, comic yeah. book, Jeremy? Um, Archie. Archie. I am an Archie man. All right. I am an Archie man. <laughs> which, which, uh, which issue? All of them. All, All of them. All of them. Nice. Incredible. Incredible. Very nice. So how long has CBCS been around, uh, the name? CBS started in 2014, right around June okay. of, of that year. So. Okay. Sweet. So what you guys came into the market. Uh, obviously, there are other grading companies out there for comic books. What did you guys offer? to your customers that maybe the other, the other market didn't or the other the other service didn't? Well, that's a question we get asked quite a bit. Okay. Be- and quite frankly, as far as a grading company goes, we, we offer 
the same basic service as many of our competitors. However, where we distinguish ourselves is we have a, a, a comic book case that we encapsulate everything in that uses archival grade plastic. Mm -hmm. So once our comic books are encapsulated in that, the condition never deteriorates no. from there and you never have to regrade it. That's an amazing yeah. thing. Oh, that, that or is awesome. it. Is, cool. is that, Jeremy, is that similar to the, the inner sleeve that we use? It, it's a little bit different. Um, and I'm learning some process about this where, where the, the inner weld that we use has to be split open to because of the the gases and things in a comic book that we don't experience with cards. Oh, okay. Um, wow, it, okay. It's, it, and it's something that if it's not done correctly can damage the book. Oh. What, what's the nice thing about CBCS is it, it, it goes along well with the, the, the Beckett idea because you've got an inner sleeve, you've got a protective case. Um, that, like I said, just it's it's perfect for the the Beckett team. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, when, you, when when Beckett first approached you guys, were you guys excited? Was it something you were looking to sell, or was it something you had to think about? Or well, when when the uh, the two companies started talking, there was a a lot of excitement. Sure. Based on the fact that Beckett's was a well-established grading company, huge marketing power. And CBCS was, quite frankly, we're still going through that startup phase. Mm -hmm. And it, it was nice to look at the partnership and say, this is something where both parties can can benefit from and sure. advance. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, when, 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 we, when we first went into the office, it was... Um, it reminded me of, of Beckett grading in, in 1999 or 2000 around when we started a core group of guys that were passionate, that were knowledgeable, um, that just needed um, some help getting to the, the big guy in the industry. CGC, uh, uh, CGC is, is the big company in the comic book mm -hmm. grading world. Um, as, as Beckett entered the car, the car grading world, it was PSA. Sure. It was the, the guy that we were up against, the, the, the company we were up against. It's the same thing here. You, you have a core group of guys that are passionate, that love the industry, that are knowledgeable, um, that just needed just some help. And sure. We're, we're excited about it um, to, to sort of build their knowledge and, and our knowledge and the success that we've had and, and, and help grow um, CBCS to the – uh, a dominant, dominant player in the, in the industry. Very so good. Oh, so now on this merger, are they, you guys going to keep the CBS, the CBCS name, or was it going to go to Beckett, or how's that going to work? Yeah, I, I, th I think we keep the CBCS name. Okay, it, it, it is. It's well respected in the industry. Um, it, it is. Um, it's nice to walk around the show last week and that, that people were buying and selling CBCS books. Sure. Um, that um, a, a lot of a lot of market power there. We mix in uh, another aspect of this, is, which is the autograph authentication service. Mm -hmm. um, we, with, with Beckett Authentication, um, we bring in the, the, the top autograph authentication service to help CBCS in that. It is, it is incredible to see the market of uh, artists and, and writers and illustrators in, this, in the, uh, the comic book market. Uh, and what's also nice, it sort of mixes into the, the, um, the actors and, and the non-sport thing. Uh, celebrities that are signing comic books as well now so it's a perfect opportunity to bring the grading and the authentication and cbcs all together under one really really strong strong market share that's awesome and if i can add something sure, to that yeah. uh comic book conventions have been around since well forever yeah it's been since 60s 70s and people have been signing comic books long before any grading company ever existed. So there are millions of comic books out there that have been signed previously. Okay. And the 
the combination of CBCS and Beckett's authentication services offers a great platform for customers out there in the industry to get those signatures verified. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was going to mention that, but you, you did it perfectly. Getting comic signed is something I've known about for a long time. Um, readers, collectors, they, they they love the artists, they love they love the writers, and they just right. want to get everything signed. So having the ability to merge the two, uh, as Be- Beckett as a whole, we offer something that is almost a one-stop shop type type thing, sure. which uh, customers yeah. are going to, I think, find one that they love, and two, it's going to be easy for them. So. Um, that's a that's a great addition to the Beckett name, and it's yeah. Yeah. really really. Now, are we going to be cataloging and pricing the comics as well? Do you know that part of it yet? I don't. Okay. Uh, I would bring on Brian Fleischer to ask about <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> th- th- I, th- I think, and, and this is where and S- Steve can can probably add on to this is um, Overstreet Price Guide is is sort of the the Beckett of of comic book pricing, okay. of course. Um, and so I don't know if we would dip into that market, what our database is, anything like that. Um, I would leave that that question to the okay. experts. Right. Yeah. So right. we're, we're going to buy Overstreet. That's what he said. That's what oh I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> did not say that. Just kidding, guys, everybody. All right, so uh, how long have you been involved with comic books, Steve? It, it's been over 10 years. Okay, all right. Is it something that you did as a, a, a kid? Did you read well, as a kid? or I, I read comic books as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call what I did collecting by any means sure. because, well... You know, I, I had two brothers, so whenever mm-hmm. there was a comic book in the house, there was some sort of fight over it. Right, so the course. condition <laughs> of these things were, I still have them, but they're not at all collectible by any means. Right. right. So what got you into comics as an adult? Well, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who said, he, he you know, after, you know, many, many years of not picking up a comic book, he's like, come to a comic book convention. Let me show you what I do. Mm-hmm. And he was he's one of these guys that, he, he actually goes to comic book conventions, he gets books signed and gets them graded, and then he sells them. And I, I have to admit that it was a, it was, it was a wonderful experience. The first comic book convention you go to is just eye-opening. And For many reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything from cosplay just yeah. to the meeting the creators and stuff like that. But, you know, I have to say that after that one convention, I was hooked. Sure. Um, my first comic book convention, and I'm going to selfish plug here was Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle and if we're going to go week? to that yeah Next if we're, yeah. we're going to go to that maybe we can go but that that was an eye opening experience man it was it was so great to see collecting on a whole different aspect yeah. that I didn't even know existed until I stepped foot in there and I came away and I was hooked so it was it, awesome I, I saw it last week in Kansas City um that you think of, of, of comic book conventions as, as people dressed up and it's wild and it's crazy and things like that. In, in the, it is that, mm-hmm. but the passion in that show is incredible. It's sure. different from the card world, yeah. where people in the card world are. It is. It seems more like a business, and that you're in there, you're flipping pieces and, and prospects and things like this. The comic book world seems to just have a, a pure passion for it. Mm-hmm. The artist and the art and. Um, being with a group of people that are dressed up in cosplay and outfits and things like that, it is a, it is a huge, um, just a community that's there. When I walked into the sh- to the show in Kansas City, and it, it by far is not the biggest there, it was the size of our co- our national wow. once a year. Wow. It's huge, but it's full of artists. It's full of Funkos. It's full of swords. It's full of all. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, a wide gamut of things where you can go in there and you don't just have to be a comic book collector. You could just be a fan of the art or, or a fan of cosplay or um, whatever it, it is where you find in there. It is. It was really, really 
eye-opening and kind of refreshing to see that kind of passion in a show Sweet. that was, was that big. That is awesome. Now, uh, Fan Expo is coming up in Dallas here in, yeah. in April. Are we going to be setting up at, at Fan Expo? Or is it for that sure? Awesome, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, awesome. it's it's supposedly one of the biggest and, and best around. Yes, it um, is. Fan Expo, they, uh, Toronto, but the one, sure. one here we're really excited about, right down the street from Beckett, mm-hmm. um, and 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 a wide range of uh, of services that we can offer there. I'll do a, a, a sort of a, another plug about uh, Emerald City next week. Uh-huh. We're set up. Um, and have some pretty exclusive things going there. We're set up across the street from the convention center. Um, we rented out the 40th floor of a, um, of a an apartment complex. Oh, wow. It's called um, Premier on the Pine. Yeah, that, Premier yeah. on the Pine. Um, we're on the 40th floor, and we're going to have um, BAS there, BGS there, doing on-site grading with Raw Card Review. BAS there doing autograph authentication, and CBCS is going to be set up with some exclusive artists there that are just going to be there for CBCS and um, Steve can tell about those those guys that are set there. Yeah, one of our our guests that we have coming is Denny O'Neill, who is a a legend in the comic book industry. Okay. Uh, nice older gentleman. We're we're really fortunate to to have him at the, at the show, um, and he'll be there for multiple days. Uh, we also have Mark Wade, who's who is a fantastic person, and you know very popular in the comic book industry as well. So. Sweet. Very cool. All right, so let's wrap this up. Tell us, is this all is this all CS, CBCS website still, or is there one integrated website for for authentication, grading, and all still, that? Still CBCS website. Okay. Completely. They have a great website with, with information about their services, um, their staff, uh, the shows and events that we'll be at. Uh, Beckett okay. is going to be separate right now. We'll, we'll eventually integrate it where it's drop pages for each of the services that we okay. offer, but right now, CBCS on what's that? CBCS Comics. CBCS Comics. Go check them out. Are you guys on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff? We're on all that. Okay, uh, so just go search out CBCS uh, on your social media platforms. Give them a follow. Tell them the Fat Pack sent you. All right, guys. uh, Thanks for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, it's great. Appreciate appreciate you all having us. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hello, my name's Eli. You're listening to Beckett Widow. All right, another quick break, and we are back with our show sponsors for the Industry Summit. I know, man, that's kind of cool, because, like, they look so much cooler in person other than their hands. <laughs> buck you know? City, Buck, Buck, Buck City, Buck. Mm-hmm. No, we don't, we don't beatbox. <laughs> no, we don't do no, that. No, we don't do that. Hear it? Chris, Adam, guys, are you tired? Uh, uh, exhausted, yeah. man, but, <laughs> but, like, we're psyched. I, if yeah. I had to go to sleep right now, I couldn't. Nah. <laughs> dude, dude, I think this is a first. It's the first time anybody's ever driven 20 hours straight just straight. to meet us. To meet us. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> Marlon drove down from uh, Kansas City. That's true, he did. But that wasn't but 20 hours. That wasn't Ohio. Where are you guys at in Ohio? Like, we're at? Columbus, right? Right, Central right. Ohio. Okay, all right. So, first question, not summit related. Are you guys going to the National? We need to. Yeah, yeah I mean... We want to and we need to. Okay, yeah. so I, there you go. We gotta get you there then, right? The whole thing with this was we, uh, you know, we talked about it and we we didn't think we'd be able to make it down here um, or the sponsorship or anything like that. Sure. And, uh, then we just told ourselves like, you know, we uh, <laughs> we we decided to talk about what we. As Bill Sutherland comes and announced, the raffle and the bar is open at five thirty. You guys can oh, go if you want to. I'll see <laughs> you yeah. um, No, we just gotta. We we told ourselves that we couldn't talk about what we uh, what we couldn't do. We just need to figure out how we're going to do it, and and we uh, we rallied. So, awesome, good deal. Well, we really appreciate your guys' support. We thank you for being a part of the Fat Packs. It's a great thing. 
Um, I neither of us were really a part of the, uh, the the pitching of it to you guys as much as we wanted to be, but. Uh, for having you here means a lot to us so we really appreciate you guys being, being here means a lot to us yeah. man dude we were psyched the whole way down we were listening to podcasts nice that was yeah, that was the shortest 20 hours yeah. ever nice good deal nice all right so you stopped we made a couple stops uh steven wright was the first stop said hello to steven mm-hmm. and then you went to paul brown stadium was that was that mm-hmm. was, okay and so at each of our stop we broke a mini on it all right awesome or oh, two very nice so how did, how, did, how did you guys facilitate that online just like was it a random thing or no, we did a. It was actually the first time we ever did this, but we did a pick your division. That way, it would be a quick, you know, sure. fill. We didn't have to random anything, oh. so we just we get out of the car, we hang yeah. out of the stadium, and we we rip it, and we know who gets it right when we do it. Okay, breaking cool. on the road. Easy, I like right? that. Yeah. Destination breaks. Road breaking. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, so you get to you get to Dallas, you head to Arlington, and you land at the Death Star. What were your initial thoughts about seeing that massive piece of junk? Um, beautiful. Beautiful. And <laughs> we tried to get. We had to pay for parking. Ah, so, because okay. we wanted to walk up and get close to the stadium, yeah, and yeah. we couldn't get the uh, the valet lady to woo. It was like we got her on Periscope to woo a little bit, yeah. but it was like a uh, little baby woo, like uh. woo. Yeah, we have, <laughs> so we, we have uh, we've stolen a couple of things. So you know, Ric Flair's woo, we've we've yeah. stolen that from him. We sold the cue the from yeah, you guys. Right, so we right. got cue the woo. Um, oh, okay. Kind of how you guys right. do a little cue the Drake action. So we always do that when we pull a really hot card or something we get psyched about. So nice. We're over Sweet. there wooing. We got the the lady at the parking uh, parking valet. attendant. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, Buck City breaks. You guys, you guys totally missed an opportunity here. I think that you could have went on the Dallas Cowboy Stadium tour and then broke from the star. Oh like my you, god! You could have got on midfield and broke from the star. That would we can still cool. do that. Yeah, you can still do that. You might yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, do why not? Yeah, you can still do we that. We should have gotten tickets to the rodeo that was in there when we were. Going oh, you know what? You couldn't have done that, huh? No. Because the rodeo's there today. Yeah. So during the week when the, when nothing's going on, you get a tour. Like it's like 13, 14 bucks. Yeah. And, take the tour and take or, the tour. Or even better, get the advanced tour and break from the cowboy cheerleaders locker room. Yeah, the locker room. Now that would definitely get you guys. Hey, so. I mean that's that's a one on one right there, right? There right, right at Zeke's uh, locker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You could do something like that too. So that's next opportunity. You guys should definitely there do that. Right. I don't know if you get cell phone reception down there because it's like in the bowels of the stadium, so it's a little tough. But, but it'd be worth a shot. It'd be worth a shot. Worth yeah. a shot. That's for sure. That'd be really cool. All right. So, what were your what were your initial thoughts on your? So what, I'm sorry. What not your initial thoughts? What were you thinking on the way down? Like, what, what kind of stuff was going through your head? Like, I got to do this at the summit. I got I got to meet this person. I got to see this thing. What um, happened? Do everything. Okay. Has, I mean, <laughs> yeah. In a lot of the talk down here, we're like we talked shop and talked about you guys, listen to podcasts, like questions that we're going to ask at the summit and these different things. We asked a couple people, like, is there question like in the community and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, is there any uh, questions that you want to ask? And then, like, now you're here. Summit, yeah. Now, now, you're, here. now you're here. Yeah. And. I, I tell you something that you can't miss. Is it, it's Tuesday, right? The Breakers panel? Yeah, the Breakers panel is awesome, man. That's something you got to go to, man. Dude, we're going to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. we'll, yeah, we'll be there front and center. I mean, you guys will see us in the front row of pretty much everything. We, Sweet. We, can be we, got at, to, so. we got the privilege of being in that last at the last industry summit. Mm-hmm. We were at the Breakers panel, and it was just so cool, man, to watch everybody and see everybody that you just see their hands of and, uh, you know, just learn a lot. Who else has come down? Breaking Instant. Oh, I think this is uh, – I, I didn't it, get a list this I didn't time. get a list. I, the, the list – the list of attendees is on the website. Actually, yeah, 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 I saw it. Okay. Yeah. But it's right, my just, bad. It's really <laughs> just yeah. a who's I don't know who. Him. And there's freaking Charles Haley walking in the room. Oh, wow. I don't yeah, know if you guys cool. are ready for that, but uh, that's oh, uh, Charles Haley walking in the room just for a little preview. That's all Niners, Cowboys, <laughs> Niners, Cowboys, five-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. We, we've pulled his auto a few times. We we to it. So that's yeah. awesome. Good deal. That's awesome, um, guys. I hate to do this, but you are welcome back anytime. To awesome. This time, yeah. But you want to go get 
to be a part of that. I don't, don't want to cut you off. So yeah, uh, cut us off. Please yeah, go. Yeah. Please <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. Be a part of that. Come back. All right, man. All right, guys. Awesome. All right, enjoy it. Thanks, guys. No problem. Hey, this is Dan Carson from Fox Sports. You're listening to the Fat Pack on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we cut that last interview off short because a giant rock walked into the room. Absolutely. <laughs> and now he's sitting down here at our table, uh, happy to have six-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, 49ers and Cowboys legend Charles Haley with us on Beckett Radio with the Fat Packs. How are you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, Eric? What's up, Paul? We're, we're just excited to have you here, man. Yeah, man, excited. this is fantastic. Never, you've never been excited about nothing. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Oh, yes, you <laughs> have. If you've seen us, you should see us at a buffet. Uh-oh. All right? Yeah, at a buffet. I'm excited at <laughs> yeah, a buffet. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get excited watching you sack Jim Kelly in the Super Bowl and, and Steve Young in the playoffs and just being a monster out on the field. Tell, tell me. Who was the best best quarterback you got a, you got a good hit on? Um, well, um, um, Kelly. Okay. Um, um, I forgot the guy's name uh, for the Redskins. Um, <laughs> um, um, not <laughs> not gotta, not gotta pick on the Redskins. Yeah, man. but um, yeah, I hit that guy. He, Michael Carter caught it that time instead of Jimmy Jones, uh-huh. uh-huh. and Michael Carter went sixty-one yards for a touchdown. Oh, nice. I, I like um, so I I got a. Um, Hit him pretty hard, and um, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of guys I've, I've um, blindsided. Nice, nice. very nice, man. That's why they put that best tackle on the on the uh, on that right side. Yeah, yeah, because of Charles Haley. They were scared of him. <laughs> awesome, that's good stuff, man. Uh, so we are a collectible show. We we talk about sports cards and collecting cards. Did you collect cards growing up as a young kid? Man, I was po. I didn't know what no oh. damn collectible card <laughs> okay. is. Man. You didn't, buy, kid, for the, you didn't buy them for the gum or anything? What gum? No, <laughs> said, you gotta have money to buy gum, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had good teeth. I had good strong teeth. Yeah, good I, teeth. <laughs> hey, we didn't need no candy. My mom, mom, um, every two weeks when she got paid, sure. uh-huh. we would go to town. She would um, uh, take us to Dairy Queen, and um, okay. we get that. We get that. I'll get a. Um, a meal there. That was it. That was okay. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's good stuff, man. All right. Then then you, you you grow up, obviously. You go to college. JMU, right? Right. JMU. Boogs. Boogs. Yep. We, <laughs> you know what? We got a good... A guy on our staff went to JMU. Come okay. to think of it. Uh, John Finkel went to yeah, JMU. Yeah, he did. John, JMU. Uh, tell us a, co- a college experience. What was college like for you? Oh, God. It was, hey, you know what? Um, I, I gave James Madison one of my, my bus... Um, Cause you know I shouldn't have got in school. Sure. I didn't have the grades, but they gave me the opportunity. Okay. Oh, that's great. And um, and that's what I preach to colleges and um, and schools is just give a kid an opportunity. Hey, and then it's on us. Sure. You know I made C's and I got a degree, so right. and I I earned every bit of it. And um, <laughs> it was you know the, the hardest part wasn't the sports part of it. It was just um, um, you know doing all the extra work just to try to catch up. Mm-hmm. To, you know, and, right. and stay in that, stay eligible, and then I wanted to graduate. I, I I did not want to go back home to work on a farm anymore. Right, and I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, that, I that's hard work. Yeah, that's hard work. So you get drafted. What were your thoughts when getting drafted? Were you just overwhelmed with excitement? Man, I, they they told me I was going to get drafted first, second round. The Forty Nine ers start calling me in the second round, say we're going to draft you, and um, it didn't happen, mm-hmm. and um, so. Um, at the end of, of, of the second round, 
uh, me, and, me, and, me and my wife, we went down to the uh, movie theater. Ah, Did you okay. really? We went there and watched the movie, right? And, uh, <laughs> and then, then my uh, best friend, my housemate, he come flying down the road. Because we rode on bicycles down, right? Sure, sure. And uh, we were riding on bicycles back. But um, <laughs> So I called them when the movie was over because I thought they were lying to me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So um, I got back. I didn't know. You know what? To be honest with you, I didn't know whether someone was pulling my leg because, you know, I didn't see it. Sure. Um, but they said they had a plane ticket for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so after that, I said, yeah, we're, I'm in. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Very Good nice, stuff, man. Can you share a, a great memory from, from the Niners the, with your time there with them? Oh, my God. There's so many of them. But um, we'll, we'll go on. Um, I always call Joe Pinocchio because he got that long nose. <laughs> and, um, so we were, uh, I'll tell you two of them. Um, so what Joe would do, Joe would get there really early, and he would put um, cream of Jesus or uh, in your jock. Oh, no. Oh, and man. so then when you go outside, you run it, yeah. you see guys start going, ah! <laughs> and you see him falling down laughing. Oh, and, man. Uh, and then, then the other thing, um, the D line and offensive line, they you know, they grabbed me. Sure. Took me down to the um, goalpost. Mm-hmm. Oh. They 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 um, took some tape and and tied my head to the goalpost and and they tied my hands back and they stuck a jock in my mouth. Oh, I still no. can't figure out whether it was clean or dirty. <laughs> they won't tell me because there will be repercussions. You yes. Know? And so um, so uh, and they left me. Oh no. They left yeah. you. Yeah. And um, so two hours later. Thank God it was a balcony. Oh. And Bill Walsh accident walked outside and he saw me. He said somebody cut me down. Jeez. Hey, <laughs> hey man, you know what? Hey. You know, I was a young buck thinking I'm a big buck. So right. you, you know, you learn. Right. And I, I, I learned I learned humility. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Who was the toughest toughest offensive lineman you ever went against? Um Well, um, Jackie Slater, Anthony oh. Munoz. Sure. Um, after after those two guys, I went to um, um, numbers only. Um, uh. I, I never I never looked at the name. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because what I what I was doing was I was reading about guys and that kids being sick and you know one kid died and you know that oh, no. sympathy that empathy. Right, hey, right. Man, hey, it don't let you unload all you want to do on them. You know. Sure. And, um, so after that, I just started making it a number and. Um, and and at the end of the day, uh, they you know they were my enemy anyway. So right. You know what? Right. I'm gonna. Sh- I, I'm not one of those guys to shake hands. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'll throw up the deuces, but I ain't gonna shake your hand. We ain't gonna lose. Oh man, that's awesome. That's so, awesome. So you land with the Cowboys. What was that experience? What was coming to Dallas like for you? Was it? Was it some? Was it? I'm, I'm, let me ask you this first. Who was your team growing up? Who, who was the team that you followed growing Pittsburgh up? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So, what's the team I, lo- I watch now? Yeah, what's the team you watch now? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? <laughs> All right. Hey, All right. Until I die. Until you really? die. Hey, yeah, me and Joe. Sure. Um, yep. And I get to. Ah. I get to. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I get to go um, eat lunch with me and Joe. Sure. We do it, you know, every, every once in a while. I, I need to do more. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, he, man, hey. I love him, man. He, you know, he lives here. Right. Um, I get to, I get to go hug his neck. Sure. Because he's the reason why I play defense. We were, um, we were poor, and we only had one TV and, um, mm-hmm. that worked, and uh, my mama had that. Sure. So, um, otherwise, on Sunday we're in church. 
Okay. Ah, yes, sir. So football's over by the time we get home. Right, sir. right, right. And uh, and and so and then we had to do our chores. So on on um, so it was snowing that you know Super Bowls come on or whatever, and um, so we got a chance to begin there. We watching. And that commercial came on mm-hmm. uh, where, where the <laughs> right. kid gave the coat, yeah, yeah, right? The coat commercial. Yep. And then he threw the jersey. Yeah. Yep. I was done. Uh, <laughs> that was I'm, it. I'm a Steelers fan, and um, and one of Joe, Joe's big Franco Harris. I see all those guys at the Hall of Fame, Super Bowls, man. Mm-hmm. All the chills run down my back. I got to take my mama because you know, mm. hey, oh. I got a picture signed for. I ain't seen it yet. I'm gonna frame it, but I um, I know from. Um, 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 Bradshaw. Okay. Oh, She's gonna just jump up and down. Nah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Very nice. We had we had Mean Joe on just a couple weeks ago on our show actually. Hey. So he wrote that book with uh, with one of our guys. So yeah, that's all. he's such a good guy too. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. So and the Cowboys, you want to no. know? So were you were you a bit jaded then when you get to Dallas because you're a Steelers fan? No. No. Okay. Oh, no, all right. You know what? I'm I'm I, hey I played for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. They got a hundred percent of my energy and my love. Yes, sir. I play for the Dallas Cowboys. They got a hundred percent of my loyalty and my energy. Okay. And when I say that is backs, all the injuries in my back, my knees, shoulder, yes, sir. my neck, whatever. Hey, I put up and I shut up. Yes, you know? sir. So um um so you know uh, loyalty. Yeah. It, it, I don't think anybody should go against what they love. You know, if no. I loved it, you gonna tell me I loved it for 22 years just because I went to a team I supposed to forget them? Nah, yeah, nah, nah. 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 Man, you need some hair on your head. Oh wait, man, I'm bald too. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. <laughs> you know what? The best part about coming here was um, Jeremy meeting at the airport. Sure. And um, and um, just saying to me, hey, I got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't had. Um, I knew Bill Walsh had my back. Sure. And then when Jerry stepped up. Mm-hmm. And you know he's the owner of the Cowboys, yes, and sir. he told me that. So you know what, my fists were balled up because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. He helped me to drop them down a little bit, right? And uh, I did what George Seifert was trying to get me to do: is to be a leader. But I fell into that role because I was the oldest guy, and I've done these things. And um, and now you know I understand, and and I understand now what George was trying to get me to do. Right, right. But um, I, I don't know. I think um, going to a new team mm-hmm. and around new people is easy to do it because you know when you're a hellion, yeah, yeah. you you like to knock everybody on that right. on that um, double double S. Sure. <laughs> then you know there's there's a lot of animosity. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up soon. But I wanted to ask you. Um, you didn't collect cards then. Did you? Do you have any of your cards now? Do you collect your stuff that you have now or anything like that? Um, as far as yeah, I do. I you know all this. Uh, you know I get to sign uh, most of the um, cards that come. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they send me some. So now I um, I have a room and I have the book. Okay. And my kids um, every time I come out uh, is a cowboy book, forty um, nine book and. Uh, and they they do it like that. It's, um, I I think it's important. Sure. A lot of stuff. Um, it's just like for me, jewelry. I never had. I don't wear. It. It's hard for me to get into. Right. Right. The car, the car um, collecting business. But it's something that I pass to my son. Mm-hmm. And then my girls. I got three girls. Okay. So my girls are putting them in the book faster than my son. <laughs> you know, so, um, That's awesome. But 
you know what? Um, I think that's the best part of giving our kids a legacy. Give them something that's going to last forever. Sure. Right. And this definitely does that. And, and, and it tells its own story. Sure. So, yep, that's um, you're absolutely right. So I'm, I'm just excited about it. I think that um, God, God do things for a reason, not for, absolutely. you know. That's right. For sure. So we'll let you out of here on this question. You got six rings and a Hall of Fame ring. Now I got five I'm Super sorry, Bowl five rings. rings. I'm sorry. A, yeah, five, yeah. five Super yeah. Bowl rings and a Hall of Fame ring. Does is do we, are they all equal in value to you, or does one hold more to you? Well, uh, oh, look at him. Look at this look guy. Look at him. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, look at that. Which one holds more value to you? Wow. wow. You look. That's the you know yeah. What? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, they came with a cost. Yes, sir. You know, I, I had to get back surgery, uh, major back surgery, major knee surgery, shoulder. Yes, sir. Um, but just think about those other 10 guys that had to endure with me, that cried with me. Uh-huh. That, you know, we served together. You know, everything that happened, man, that the, the bond, mm-hmm. the bricks that we put, hey, that wall can never be broken. And, and you know, the Hall of Fame ring, it's, it's great. It's great to have it. It gives you a different platform. But let me tell you, those five I got mm-hmm. from those those guys that was on the defense with me, hey, it ain't nothing like it. That bond can never be broken. Sure. They may hate you, mm-hmm. but you know what? They're going to hug your neck because we've done things that most people would never do. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. All right. Very man. good. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Are y'all going to kiss me? Uh, you want me to You got a face for radio, baby. <laughs> yeah. I yes, would, we do. We would love to take a picture with you. If you yeah, do that. no problem, dog. Right, awesome. Right. Thank you very much. Right, thanks uh, for coming on. Man, that was great. Absolutely. Right. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Super Bowl champion Evan Mathis for Rebuyers.com, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're going to throw Rob Bertrand in here. I don't want to say that like we're going to throw him in here because I went to go find him earlier. Well, it's kind of like a curveball. A little curveball. Yeah, a little curveball. I don't want to say that we're going to throw him in here, though, because I went to find him, and he was busy, and then we were busy, but now he's here. So, Rob, what's up, man? Nothing. I'm uh, <laughs> happy to be at the Industry Summit, you know, and there are a lot of people here. I think there was some people who were a little bit nervous about what the attendance was going to be like. Sure. They had nothing to fear. And anybody yeah. who didn't come because they thought the attendance was going to be down, shame on you. Shame Absolutely. On them, I agree yeah. with that. I, I agree, too. It's um, a pleasant surprise, actually. Uh, it, weeks ago, we had just like 25, 30, 30 people. And in the last two weeks, three weeks, the 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 registrations has exploded. exploded. So there were people calling us on Friday, say, "Hey, can we come?" Yeah, can we come? So it was so, really cool. Yes, for people who don't know, I work with GTS Distribution, and oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. we were one of the people that provide scholarships for some of the retailers, yeah, right. and we anticipated a little bit of a of a downswing, and it ended up being pretty comparable to last year. Yeah. So you okay, can't beat perfect. that, and all things considered, you know? right? That's a that's right. It is comparable to last year. Absolutely, and it was yeah. our first one last year. It was, man. Our first interview with Rob last year, too. It was. So, uh, pretty well, good. I'll tell you, uh, Beckett made a great move partnering with Ray Schulte. He's oh, excellent yeah. at what he does. And you can just tell, uh, I mean, I just got to meet Charles Haley, put sure. on all of his rings. Yes. Nice. Have my photo taken with two of the Dallas Maverick cheerleaders. Well, they're I mean, here. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Rob who? <laughs> so, that was cool. Yeah. That's really uh, and awesome. that was surprising. You know, that wasn't pre-announced. So. Right. I knew a little bit earlier than what we announced it uh, <laughs> here. 
meaning before Charles Haley, Charles Haley walked into the room. <laughs> 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 but man, yeah, they they told us Charles was going to be here, and we were really psyched. And then I've, I don't get nervous often doing this. You know, this is what I do, right? Right. But he sat down in front of me, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, when you're talking a guy that has as many rings, right, as Tom Brady, right, or yeah. is it one more actually? It's, he's got five. He has five, and he has six with the Hall of Fame. Six with the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So because I put on five, and he still had one. So one yeah. was the Hall of Hall Fame. Hall of Fame was the Hall of Fame. Right. Now. Okay. So he does have more than Brady right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. He does. Now that's it's true. inevitable that Brady will get the sixth one at some point. But so that's pretty cool. That People forget cool. that about him. Yeah. actually, and they really talk should. about you talk about getting like you know you have a great career with 49ers, then you move to another team and have just as good a career. I mean, that, right. how, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, that's just uh, awesome. I was just telling Paul that like growing up here in Dallas, he was he was my childhood. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. Right, but he was on my television every Sunday, just killing a quarterback. Oh, and <laughs> it was awesome. It was well, and especially, I mean, those two franchises, you know, they have some storied history, of course, individually, let alone competitively. Right. And actually, I was reading Brandon Steiner's book on the plane here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read it, but you got to have balls. Sure. Okay. It's an awesome book, and he was talking about a promo he did that um, they brought. They wanted to bring 10, 10 football MVPs to an event. And he only managed to land nine. Mm. But it just so happened that at the same event was Franco Harris. Uh-huh. And so he asked Franco if he would join this contingency. Okay. So he was with Roger Starbuck, went and picked up Franco Harris. They get to the event. Roger Starbuck's quiet the whole ride over, right? Oh, wow. Brandon gets out of the car and says, Roger, everything all right? Roger looks at him with all seriousness and goes, don't ever put me in a car with a Steeler again. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He's dead serious. <laughs> That team cost me two rings. Wow. And that was it. Wow. So, hey, you know, the fact that a guy like Charles Haley could flip from one team like that to another, sure. you know, shows how far things have come. And he's a Steelers fan. And he's a Steelers fan. <laughs> and he's a Steelers fan. So that story, wow, it just doesn't line up. That's he's, that's an amazing that's story. That's a unique situation he's in. Hey, let's talk about uh, GoGTS Live, man. You guys are doing it big over there. Uh, we, we joined you for the end of the year's award the show. The year-end award yeah, show, that, yeah. That was awesome, but you guys have had a great start to the year. We well, just had Hackler on. Yeah, we had Tracy know. Hackler on. I, I was down and out for, for three weeks. I don't know oh, if you no. knows, but I had what my doctor said was the worst case of flu pneumonia that they'd seen all oh, season. Oh. I was literally down and out for three weeks. So oh. traveled to the Upper Deck Conference and then mm. missed two weeks of the show because I was just too sick to do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but we're back in full force now and I've uh, got some, some things lined up that I'm really excited about and we're already starting to gear up and plan for the National, which is going to be here before you know it, as yeah, you guys know. It yep. is. It will be. It's right around the corner when you think about it. I get, what is it? It's February 25th, but it really is just oh, right around yeah. the corner. Yeah, because this month's gone. You mm-hmm. know, we, yeah. get, we get totally back gone. from this. We're already into March, right. and, and th- things really start clicking after that. But, uh, no, we're excited. Chris Carlin was on a couple weeks ago, and after the first inaugural set collation contest mm-hmm. at the National, they have agreed to sponsor it again. Sweet. Oh, good. Which is very cool. Good. Actually, my daughter's very excited because the National's in Cleveland, so she's going to have an opportunity to come up, and I, nice. I pimp her out to collate my sets. Nice. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah. Oh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enter her into the competition and see if oh. she can win a little something-something. Very cool. That's I want, cool. I didn't I, realize you could be a pimps set builders. That's kind of cool, man. Sounds like something we should look She's into. We awesome could do a whole show it. on that. She's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> Good well, stuff. What, what, what are you... You've been in the hobby Did now I say for, pimp my daughter you out? Did you did say that. Yeah, that. yeah you yeah. did say that. You said it like three times now. Um, <laughs> He's, is, is that, what are you drinking there, sir? <laughs> 
you've been in the hobby for a while, man. And I don't, I'm not trying to date you or anything like that, but you're the voice of collector. You're not really my type. Yeah, so, okay. I understand. Yeah. Thank you for letting me off easy. Um, <laughs> what do you think the state of the hobby is right now? I think it's great. I think, um, you know, other than the exclusive license factor, mm-hmm. I think overall it's extremely positive. I mean, baseball has not been hotter uh, sure. in recent years. Uh, and it shows no signs of slowing down. I mean, let's say Otani f- falls on his face right. or gets hurt. Dude, you still have plenty of people. I mean, Ronald Acuna, come right, on. Right. That guy's so, on fire. The fact that the fact that we in the industry deal with retailers over things like product allocation and we can't get enough and mm-hmm. we want more and... Tops is saying we don't have the assets to, to make more five star, sure. to make more tier one. Okay. They did say at their conference that they are going to produce more flagship, more opening day, lower end stuff. Okay. Okay, fine. But when you have retailers screaming for more product, mm-hmm. I think that generally bodes pretty well for the hobby as a whole, let alone the deep NBA class. Oh, okay? it's huge. All right. Huge. Ben Simmons finally doing well. Eligible for Rookie of the Year, even though he's like a red shirt or something. Right, right, right. He's a red shirt. Um, And then the draft coming up with a great, what should be a deep quarterback class again. Yep. And regardless of what happens with those people, you know the speculation happens and is going to be on fire at the very beginning anyway. So, um, you know, it's funny. I was just going through. I have a rapper collection from when I got first back into the hoppy. Okay. Like LL Cool J and stuff? No, I, oh, kept, okay. I kept a rapper for every box I opened when it, starting back in the hobby in 2000. And I, so I was looking at stuff oh, like that's cool. Fleer Hardball, uh, Double Header, you know, <laughs> Tops Prestige, all these just things that you haven't seen in a while. Right. And I think, I think overall, you know, it's the right amount of product. And, you know, some people might say yeah, there's still too many f- much football, there's still too much basketball. But you know what? At the end of the day, there's very few products that we see on our side of the distributor level right. at the end of the year going, we got to figure out a way to move this. It right. just It's not happening like some people probably think it does. Oh, I'm sure they do. Absolutely. So uh, from that standpoint, I, I think the state of the hobby is strong. I think it's good. I think, you know, breakers, you know, a lot of us go on towards breakers now, and they've done a really good job in doing the mixers to incorporate some of the higher end and lower end stuff. So I think it's helping everybody just move through more products. Yep, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. And, you know, every company has their duds, you know, right. and that's oh, yeah. going to happen. That's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, but for the most part, I think people get excited time and time again about you know what the next release is. I mm-hmm. mean, I have I have one sales guy here saying I can't really be here. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Heritage releases this week. I've ah. got like 70 orders I got to deal with, and you know, blah 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 blah. It's Heritage Week, dude. Right. I'm like, whoa. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Otani's in that, right? Yeah. Otani's, yeah, that's yeah. A, exactly. Yeah, that's a big. That's a yeah. A big First deal shot right at an on-card auto. Whew. That's what, what are those going to go for out the gate, man? I mean, I don't even want to guess. Yeah, that, that's going to be amazing because what's going to happen is that Japanese market is going to get it and just dictate what that card goes exactly. for. And, exactly, exactly. Whenever you have that Europe or the, not Europe, but international influence, mm-hmm. yep. you know, suddenly the demand. Sure. You know, you have one populace in the states, another overseas. Combine those together. I mean. I think out of the gate, that's a four-figure card, don't you? I think so. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I think it's, well, I think that one's short printed too, so I yeah, think sure. that's going to be part of it. And then 
Is that the card that they're doing both signatures? Where there's one... The one that they've shown, is that the red ink that we've seen or was it the blue ink? I don't remember. Because if it's the red ink short print, mm-hmm. if they do that with him, oh my... <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's their bread and butter anyways, that, right. that red ink short so, print. So yeah, that's going to be It's going to be insane. interesting, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be uh, just another burst of life into the hobby that it's going to continue what Aaron Judge did last year yep. and probably just you know just pick right back up and like oh here's Shohei Otani yeah right. yeah because so. no one thought that they could they could duplicate that again right and they just might <laughs> you well, know with, I mean with tops this. now for Aaron Judge you know the rookie home run record 16,000 plus top now cards sure Otani blew it out of the water yeah. 17,000 yeah. plus yeah right. I like that just like that it's awesome <laughs> that is that's cool. awesome we were just pointed at and told to go do something okay so i gotta wrap this up rob i'm really sorry oh no worries but you're here all week right absolutely so we, we can, can do, do this again. again if we want to awesome awesome thank you very much buddy yep absolutely right. bye-bye awesome hit my daughter awesome. hey guys this is Derek ficken with beckett grading services you're listening to beckett radio home of the best radio show ever so Joey, uh, let's let's talk about Joey. You are a bit of a, a writer, a blogger, a, a, a freelance guy for us, and um, you've been doing these really popular pieces about hobby card shop of the week. Yes, is it the week or the month? It's uh, it's of the week, but it is a biweekly okay. uh, release. That's maybe so why I'm a little confused. So. so you're here with us. Uh, embedded with Beckett this week to get as much content as you possibly can but let's talk about some of the subject matter some of the subjects that you've uh, that you've already done like sure. who, let's go around the country jaunt us around the country who have you who have you talked to and who have been some of your favorites uh, well uh, obviously and you guys know him uh, but I really enjoyed the Mike Fruitman okay. um, interview in Colorado um, I talked with a, a, a group uh, Valley Sports Cards out in California it okay. was uh, very interesting uh, my first interview was with uh, Charlie with um, Sports Cards Plus in, here in Texas. I believe okay. he's down in Houston. And uh, he won the uh, NBA, the Panini NBA shop. Oh, okay. um, And got a total makeover in his shop and, and everything on behalf oh, wow. of Panini. Um, he had people in his store like Tim Duncan and, and things like that. It was really interesting to talk to him. Uh, but I've talked to people in Las Vegas, uh, New York. I've talked to home state folks. I've already talked to somebody here. Uh, this week from Georgia. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see uh, kind of uh, how different maybe uh, different parts of the country are with their shops, but really what what is so uh, consistent with all of them is is how they treat their customers, how they try to engage in social media. Um, they're all really striving to do the same thing in the hobby, and um, it's it's interesting to bring all of that together and present it in sort of an interview form to see you know what everybody's trying to do to make make their shop the best they can and and to promote the hobby in their region makes sense i mean i would imagine across the country it's got to be difficult because you're talking to somebody that has a sports teams that are winning super bowls in that area it's got to be completely different than a team where there are either no professional sports in that in that that area or they just not winning right you know, so i'd imagine that's got to bring a whole different aspect yeah of most recently um i i, I talked with a, a shop owner in iowa and they have no professional yeah, they got nothing teams. going on right right um but he talked about some of the some of the teams around iowa and, and they're um they're really they're really high on their college sports uh, okay. they enjoy those collecting those um and i i you know no matter where i talk to somebody there is a team there is a player that that is hot in that area okay. um oklahoma i talked to again oklahoma the, the, the thunder is all they have right, uh, right. professionally but 
uh, man, the, the, the shop owner there was just raving about what people were talking about Baker Mayfield. And, oh, it's going to be incredible for you know, them. Wanting Mayfield imagine. stuff already. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting. You can find somebody in every area. You know, even when I interviewed the, the guy in Georgia, as, as good as Georgia football was this right, year, and right. the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl last year, Chipper Jones is still the number one, so one guy person in Georgia. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, it's interesting to find out. It's one of the questions I ask is, who is the most popular person in your state to collect? And um, it's interesting to see those those answers. Hmm. I'm cool. sorry. i, I got to cut you off here. I see Weston back there, like, kind of bobbing in and out of traffic. Weston's one of our graders. She's our local grader here, and uh, I don't know what he's doing here because the grader's not here. Is he trying to smooth up on the on the on the food bar? He might be. He might be, or he might. I don't know what he's doing here. He hmm. probably heard the Dallas Maverick dancers are here. Yeah, I hear the dancers are here, and he's probably like checking that out. That must be what it That's is. That's what it is. That's, that's, what, That's it what I'm is. going with. Okay. All right. Well, he is a young single man, so he could he could do that. All right, back to the hobby shops. <laughs> We're, we're calling Weston out on the, on the podcast. Sorry, yeah, calling out. There you go. I'm good. With he it. listens too, so that'll be pretty funny. So let's talk about your your local card shop. Where, sure. where do you shop at? Uh, I shop in Warner Robins. It's actually uh, an hour and fifteen minutes from my home, but not local at all. Okay. It is. It is. You know, the closest full service shop that I have. There is a shop in my hometown, but it's not. It's not specializing in sports cards. It's it's more into the Pokemon, Magic, the gaming side of things, yeah. things like that. So it's a gaming shop and. Uh, but the LCS that I use in, in Warner Robins is called Middle Georgia Sports. Um, it's owned by Charlie Heinish. Uh, it's a fairly new shop. He opened it in 2015. He started out on a kind of on a Facebook page. Uh, okay. And um, you know, bought some booths at a flea market. Uh, wound up at a uh, at a card shop, and he's been real successful. And uh, the area that he's in is, is where Jake Fromm's from. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. It's right outside of Macon, where there's going to be a minor league ball team. Um, so it's, it's there's a lot of action in Middle Georgia, and we just never had that that real shop to kind of tap into that market. Very cool. What, I mean, Paul, did you have that in your when you grew up? Did you have like an area that? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. We, I totally had a local card store. Um, actually, Huggins and Scott mm-hmm. they owned a card shop that was right down the street from me. They owned okay. a House of Cards, it was called. So Sweet. now they own the big auction house or whatever. But yeah, that was kind of my local uh, my LCS growing up. Okay, cool. So, but you know, in the DC area though, there was there was tons of card shops. You know, sure. cause it was a it was hopping then. The sports teams weren't that good, but they were hopping. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shops were hopping. Very nice. Um, so when you're when you're interviewing these card shops around the country, are you kind of mentally comparing them to what you you experience in your your home card shop? Yeah, I do, and and, and really, I, I've you know what I think is 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 interesting to a lot of people that read it is some of the ideas that some of the card shops have um, that they're kind of doing unique to theirs. And I've I've talked to card shop owners here uh, today who've read the the follow ups. I've interviewed several here, sure. and they've read follow ups and and enjoyed those and i mean people do things different in every shop that mm-hmm. right. i interviewed a guy who does a bid board which he does an auction every week there's card there's card shops who do breaks there's yep. card shops who you know have a lot of guests in to sign and so i mean everybody kind of touches their market the way they feel they need to but yeah. i think they all have great ideas that hopefully are being shared in that and and, and people are um, i've been i've been surprised a little bit but but also um excited that that they're share so open with sharing 
some of the ideas that have made them successful, you know. Of course. And they're sharing it with other owners. We had Joe Davis on earlier, and he was talking about kind of the same thing about this network of card shops that he's, that they've started right. a website for where, you know, they're going to help consumers find their local shops. But also these local shops will be able to talk to each other and, and uh, share ideas. And uh, I think if you, if you gauge the room, and talk and talk to them about the, the the top summit that they did last week and the upper deck one you right, know, a right. few weeks before. There was a intent focus on hobby shops. Yeah, and you know we all love eBay and uh, and and Facebook and social media because it's an easier way to do it uh, for people who who don't have that those local card shops. But the card shop is a is a place that I think across. The hobby we can all say is a special place for us, if that makes sense, and, and Definitely, we, we want to see them thrive. Right, and I I can tell you from the interviews that I've had with several guys, they all drive the point that that we have to kind of, I guess, work together. Sure. Uh, in the hobby shop world to make them all successful, they're very important. Right. Um, as much as you know, like you said, you enjoy some of the online easy purchases there's nothing like walking in a card shop yeah, and yeah. being able to talk to someone who knows the products who, who knows what's in releases and just you know really you're making informed decision yeah and it's so much like it's a great point because there's a person behind that card that you're going to buy and not just some ebay id or something like that and right Obviously, if you're buying something from a local person face to face, that whole scamming thing kind of really goes away, right. you know. And that whole, you know, PayPal, Bitcoin, where's my money, you know, that whole yeah. that whole thing goes away. You know, it's just it's a transaction. Trusted, yeah, it's right. become your trusted uh, source for cards, and, and you've got to have that to yeah. to really, especially with your higher end stuff, you know. But absolutely, people. I mean, you know, when we were all growing up, boxes were ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. Right. Now. You got to add a one or a two in front of that before you even right. get a halfway decent box of cards. So yeah, yeah it's a it's a whole new world out there. So. It is. It is a whole new world. It's um, hmm. How do you say this politely? He's uh, thinking, <laughs> folks. He's thinking. It, it, uh, the, you said a whole new world, and it's it, it's it is. And but the thing is, in that world, I think there's a distinct place for the hobby shop, and I think with with summits like these, it. They come together, and you see the best of that, and you see the best of the hobby, and they're trying to, to put that, to put that hobby shop awareness out there where it might have gone away in some areas. It, it's still alive and well in others. You know, Rob, I'm looking at Rob Veris right now, who owns the largest inventory of cards I've ever seen in my life, and he's up to 44 million. It, it's ridiculous, Something you know. Stupid. Yeah, and crazy. He, he has a thriving shop. Lisa Stiletto, Stiletto is right behind him, and she. She runs one of the best hobby shops, you know, on the East Coast. It's just really cool. It is, absolutely. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just something about that transaction. I think that, um, you know, it's just the way society has gone. Everything's gone to your phone, to your laptop. Right. And that whole idea of interaction has just gone away. And it's sad. It's really yeah. a lost art. And uh, seeing stuff like that, being at the summit and, and these other things that are going on, to see the focus to bring that back is encouraging. For mankind, not just right, so much yeah. for the hobby, just to, you know, not be attached to a, a computer or phone all the time. Yes, you know? yeah. And in, in in the uh, at the risk of sounding sounding corny, um, you know, I'm really a, a purist kind of collector, and sure. I, I like the old school stuff. And I, sometimes just going to the card shop is is just cathartic. I mean, even right, if yeah. I don't buy anything, yeah. it's just yeah. going and sifting through a box of cards, or you know, looking at stuff on the shelf, and just you know. 
It's got it, that it, nostalgia feel right, to it. Right, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. If Jim Beckett can go to a card show and sift through a box of cards, you can. I know, <laughs> yeah. man. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen at the National. He was sifting through a guy's dollar box. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Beckett going through a dollar box. Why? Because he's got that love still for the hobby and, and, the, and the chase and trying to find whatever it is he's looking for. You know? That's awesome. It's good to see. It's good to see. So, uh, Joey... What are you looking forward to, man? Here at the summit. I mean, uh, this is your really, first one, yeah. so I mean, yeah. It's, uh, for me, it's uh, it's really I'm, I'm uh, it's kind of a networking opportunity for me. Uh-huh. Um, in, you know, meeting a lot of new card shop owners for one to to talk to interview. But there's a lot of people here that I, you know, talked with over social media and have never sure. met them face to face, and um, you know, just kind of putting that that face with the with the avatar and. And really, just kind of building a, a relationship with with everybody that I can. That you know, people are here that I really respect and and admire in the hobby, and and being able to meet those guys, um, fat packs included. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really a, um, a you know, it's kind That's of. That's not a, a, We did not pay this man <laughs> to say that. All right, it's not a paid. It's, it's really a um, you know, a, a, feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity for somebody like me. You know, sure. I don't own a shop. I'm not a card company. Um, right. But you know, I write. Uh, when I can about the about this hobby, sure. And I really enjoy I really enjoy meeting the people, and and so that's what I'm looking forward to. Really, is just kind of you know introducing myself and and meeting new people that enjoy the hobby as much as I do. That's, that's awesome, man. And they definitely do it here, man. There's what about a hundred retailers here, I think. Yeah, there's a hundred retailers, and there's I think there's two hundred total on the list uh, with you know distributors and and, and providers and oh and, yeah, yeah, everybody. So, um, I will say that the only the only downside of being on the show like this is I'd always imagined that, that my first appearance would be on the Sparty Hawk Cash Hotline. Ah. And it's, ah. you know, I thought about <laughs> calling, I thought about calling in from a cell phone. But, you know. <laughs> Sorry, we'll give him a caca. Well, you did get on, you, you did get on the, uh, the exclusive Buck City sponsorship Hey, show. there so, it is. And I got go. a selfie with Buck City yeah. and Sparty. So. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That, that, and you got your picture taken with... Charles, Charles, Haley. Charles yeah. Haley. There you go. That was that was a really was great interview. <laughs> I so enjoyed that. What What did you think about that? Just in general, I mean, when I, I could tell you from Paul, I saw him coming in from down the hall, which is a good right. five hundred feet that way. Right, right, right. right. I, I mean, the man was a giant. So when you when you saw Charles Haley sit down here, what did you think? I mean, it was. I mean, it felt like something out of a movie, to be honest with you. And when yeah. he sat down, I mean, he just looked so comfortable. Yeah, he, he did, just sat absolutely. down and kicked his feet back, yeah. and he just started, you know, sure, started talking and. It was just, I mean, it was, it was really cool to see uh, up close and personal. I mean, that, yeah. a lot of the listeners get to hear it, but I mean, I was standing five feet away. Right. Yeah. It was really awesome to see that. It so. was, it was fun to see. It was fun uh, for us. I'm, I'm no, again, I was nervous. I'm sorry. Ner- Paul, it's all right. It's all right, man. I don't let that happen often. You do not. But that's okay. So, but, but the man defined my childhood <laughs> when, when football <laughs> watching came to, came to play. You know, we we saw as a Cowboys, not I wasn't a Cowboys fan, but. Growing up here in Dallas, right, watching right. the Cowboys, he was on my television every Sunday, wreaking havoc. He was know? on mine too, hurting exactly. my Redskins quarterbacks. Exactly. Apparently, so and he he took an opportunity to take a shot he at did. the Redskins. He did too, take so. a shot at him. So. Yeah, so I still respect the man. <laughs> you should respect. He's still the man. better than me. He's still better than you. <laughs> you know what was interesting to me, honestly, the question that got me was when you asked him about his teams and how yeah. I've always wondered what a professional athlete how they felt about. A mm. team that they—I mean, you know—the Cowboys and Steelers sure. did not like each other. Not no, each other. not at all. And here he is, a, a lifelong Steelers fan, plays for the Cowboys, right? And now he's still a Steelers, Steelers fan. fan. Hey. It's interesting to see, you know, that how they treat those teams. You know, that you always wonder how does a guy feel about the team that they really love growing up, 
with. I love that the, we were able to connect that back to Joe Green too. That yeah, was fantastic. I mean, Paul made that great connection that you know we did have Joe Green on a couple weeks ago and. Um, he had nothing but positive things to say about Joe Green. Yeah. Which we have nothing but positive things to say about Joe Green. So That's right, man. The, the two two great it's been such a great month, man. Yeah. We've had some great guests on, so it really has. It's good stuff, man. And tomorrow it's just gonna get a little bit better. We're it not, is man. we're not gonna tell you who. We're not gonna tell you who. But but it might rhyme with who. It might it very <laughs> it does rhyme with who. <laughs> and it's he is part of one of the greatest plays in NFL history. That is very true. So very true. We'll leave it at that. To, yeah, we'll leave it at we'll that. We'll leave it at that. All right, we're yeah. gonna wrap this up because there's mingling going on that I think we should go be a part of. Was that Yingling? There might be Yingling. Oh, you said mingling. mingling. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My inner Brian came out there. And I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta edit this down and get this podcast out for you guys to hopefully enjoy it. I mean, if you're listening to it, you're enjoying it. Hopefully, hopefully. So there's that. I gotta introduce uh, Joey here to Lisa. Yes, one of our favorite people, and, and you know who she's standing. Lego, yeah, Lego, Lego. She's standing right across from Angelo, who is the largest distributor in the Toronto, Ontario. Such area. a cool dude, man. Always really very cool. nice to us. Very when we're nice. up there. Yes, very so. nice. Can't wait to get up to Toronto for the uh, for the show. Springtime. But this is all about the Industry Summit this week. So indeed. Um, we have a lot packed into these next three days for you. We do. And uh, I hope you guys are joining us for all three days. It's going to be a blast. Joey, thanks for coming on with us finally. Thank you, guys. Just, to, no just so you all know, I invited Joey on for the Super Collector Series last year with his Ron Gant collection. Oh, Joey, big time! He's like, man, I don't know oh, if I, I don't know. Absolutely, wow. <laughs> which you invited me the week after you had Ichiro collector on. Yeah, I said, that is going to be a letdown. Yeah, because I am not going to be able to live up to that. That, but that that did happen. That did happen. That did happen. That did happen. All right. But uh, he was invited. But Joey, you know, you're you're part of you're a fat pack, man. Oh, oh, hold on, wait. Before, before we go, before we go, what we got? What we got? We got, we got. Tell him about breakfast this morning, Joey. Oh. We went to the Maple Leaf Diner. Yeah, yeah. Is that in Toronto? Yeah, that's it right. It felt like it when we got in there. Um, but we had the chicken and waffles. And I'm here to tell you, I uh, posted on Facebook, and one of my friends said he just got back on it from a vegan cruise, and he said I probably would have been thrown into the yeah. ocean. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, – I don't know how Eric's going to be able to top that uh, the next couple of days, taking me somewhere to eat, but – that was awesome. That was Good delicious. Deal. Paul, I know that you cannot partake in said I things. I cannot partake in said things. But um, that was awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be able to show you around Texas a little bit, Joey. All right, guys, uh, let's wrap it up and say uh, thank you for listening today. We have two more shows coming. Or at least, well, we'll at two, least three. Two Who knows, man? Yeah. we got to get Buck City back on. Yeah, we're going to get Buck City back on. We cut them short. We did. It's not, like, again, it's not every day that. A mountain of that. No, they were happy. Magazine. They like ran out of yeah, here. Yeah, they were like, let me get out Let's of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. here. So it was good. And then they start. They turn around and start taking pictures. So that was yeah, weird. It, was like, it works. <laughs> it works. So uh, we'll, we'll get Buck City back on. We did cut them off, but the, the, they are going to be back on for sure. And then tomorrow we have a full lineup of guests that uh, I'm excited to bring to you tomorrow. Don't want to jinx any of them just in case people get busy or whatever. All right, right, I got you. I got you. I got you. But uh, it's going to be fun. So guys, thanks for listening tonight. And until tomorrow. Just keep listening. Cue the Jericho. Control its stories to be told. Decode these rebels. Broke down, but the speed hold. The 
illness from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. Leeches lurking in the darkness, won't leave living tonight. Punchline for fist fight, we cause they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and high hats, they be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight, alright? Me and my people just might. Still sound stupendous Other cats on the radio They sound horrendous We some mind benders And they never been pretenders You out here trying to end us But y'all just beginners We some natural born killers And we creeping through your windows, man We the fucking realest, man Regardless if you feel us, man Don't make me call the hitters To pay the grave diggers <laughs> Man, I'm just playing